Welcome to We Got Your Mac from SHI. If you're an enterprise executive or business leader trying to decide if Mac adoption at scale is right for your organization, this is the show for you. In each episode, we dive into what it means to adopt the Mac platform at scale and how to get there quickly with minimum disruption to your users and IT teams. This week's hosts are Victoria Barber and Kevin English. Hello, Victoria. Hi, Kevin. I gather you've got some exciting news for us today. It is a bit of a exciting day. It is Vision Pro Fit Day. So I'm actually getting an Apple Vision Pro. Thank you to the powers that be. There's an app for that. It is the Vision Pro Fit app. This is a brand new app that I was told by Apple to download so that I can get a customized head-mounted display called Apple Vision Pro, the first ever spatial computing. So Apple wants to access my camera. I'm going to kind of go through these steps one by one. So okay. it's let's find your fit. I guess I have to position your face within the camera. So position myself. I look very tired today. So it says I was looking good. Now on to the next step, optical inserts. So let me put on my glasses and sign up. Yes, I wear glasses. I do not wear contacts though. And I wear over-the-counter readers. And I am between one and a 1.25. And so now it's inserting my readers right into the Vision Pro so that I can see what's on my headband. And now it's telling me that my personalized Apple Vision Pro is fit. My headband is medium. I do have a rather small dome. Um, the light seal, which I understand is very, very important, is 25W whatever that means, but that allows for the total immersion um, from what they tell me. And then my optical inserts are in. So next, I'm going to receive my fit summary at my work email address, and I'm done. Well, that was quick. Yeah, that didn't take long at all. I thought it was going to be a long, drawn-out process where I had to stand in line at an Apple store and somebody with a tape measure would come and measure my face. That's what I thought the experience would be. I, th I think if they've got the technology to make the Vision Pro, they've probably got the technology to make it fit as well. But that all sounds Fair good. We, so I need to uh, get together with a few people and come up with some really good ideas for how we're going to get you to test the Vision Pro in the studio so that we can see you sitting there with it on. Oh, You're don't worry. We will, we will find a way. Yeah, I will look ridiculous for everyone else's benefit, yeah. so to speak. And they could see it live here first or soon. I think uh, pre-orders go in today, which is uh, very, very exciting. And then within a month's time, I should have one on my face. That sounds brilliant. Well, I hope you're doing a bit of weightlifting so that you know, you've got enough strength in your neck to be able to hold, keep, keep holding it up. I hear heavy, sometimes hot. Uh, but we'll see. That could be just a poor fit or someone with a weak neck. Well, we're really looking forward to it. I, I have a vague idea of how excited you might be having heard you talk about it nonstop since it came out. And I'm sure it's going to be a really exciting day for you when it arrives. Yeah, I'm interested to see who buys the first sort of batch of these and how they get used in the enterprise in, in the next 12 to 18 months. So coming back down to earth now, this is episode 11, if you can believe it. We started We Got Your Mac with the intention of helping business leaders decide whether adopting the Mac at scale was right for them. 
We've heard from a lot of industry experts about the benefits of using the Mac at work, but for this episode, we wanted to hear from the users, the people that this decision affects the most. So we've assembled a panel of SHI employees to find out why they prefer the Mac, how they use it at work, and why they feel it makes them more effective in their jobs. I'm Michael Brown. I'm the Senior Product Marketing Manager here at SHI in the IT Asset Management Division. I see you around the halls dressed to the nines. I couldn't wait to to get in front of you to just ask some questions. And it, it shows that you're coming from the music business. I mean, you've got platinum and gold records behind you. Give me a scoop of how you even got into the Apple ecosystem. Oh, man, let me tell you. So I started off in the Windows world because when I began in my career in the music industry, they gave us these huge brick computers (laughs) that were literally like 30 pounds carrying around. And then the dial tones, it's like so... uh, you know, a uh, caveman time <laughs> of, of digital, right? But then we got into the the age of the sexiness of computers where they got smaller and there was the touch screen and that's where the whole Apple ecosystem started. So wait a minute, you were in the music business, but they were giving you Windows devices? I came from the music business as yeah. well. You must have been in the boardroom. I was in the mm-hmm. studio. And so Mac was yeah. prevalent in the studio, but the Windows was- box was what they gave you, huh? Yeah, that's what they gave us. Right out of college. That's not really exciting for a new hire, is it? It wasn't. It really wasn't. And then I was coming from college because I was in Boston at Northeastern University and we had, you know, accessibility to Apple, et cetera. And so I was like, oh, this is great. The iOS was great. The user experience was great. The interface was great. Then when I went to Windows, it just felt like I was going backwards in time. (laughs) So I had to like really adjust my thinking just in regards to doing the most simplest of tasks. But it was more from the music end, a, a uh, cost cost expense. Interesting. It was the way that they were looking at it in, in those days, in the beginning, because prior to us actually having those computers, we were doing everything by, by um, forms mm. that we would actually physically print Paper. out. Tally, paper and pen, and then calling in orders for albums to the sales, the sales. You're team, dating yourself a little bit, Michael. What year was this? <laughs> yeah, that was um, 1994. Yeah, 94. yeah, we're about the same age. I remember that 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 age. Were you in publicity? No, I was in marketing. I so I started off as a field marketing rep, and then I then jumped into being a artist development representative where I was then dealing with the um, the go-to-market strategy for a lot of the uh, recording artists that we had on the, underneath the company. So you went from paper to like airdrop. That must have been a massive shift. Oh, my goodness. It was very because it was just such a daunting process whenever we go to Walmart or we would go to Transworld, which people probably know as FYE or Coconuts back in those days. We would go to their head offices to do presentations for upcoming releases. And here I am with this big brick. (laughs) Boom. And then, you know, also the attachment case, the utility belt that I called it, because then we had to plug it in. And then we had to plug in all the other plugs just so that we could do presentations. And then it went from that to Apple, where then it became sexy. Mm -hmm. Airdrop. It just works. 
it just worked. And it was very, 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 very. Um, so, so how long has it been then since you made the switch from the Windows uh, machines to Apple? How many jobs ago did you decide, hey, when I get hired for a job and I have a choice, I'm going to choose Mac? Yeah. So let's see. So then that became a permanent fixture for me in 2010. Okay. That's a pretty good clip. Yeah. That's a that's almost a 15 year, yeah. 14 year marriage. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I even tried to, you know, brave the, the dangerous by going back to Windows to see if I was missing out on something. I did an experiment for like a year okay. in switching from my iOS phone to a to an Android phone. And then, yeah, that was a whole bad mistake. Okay. I was like, OK, let's go back. And I even remember during that time of the music industry, we were very heavy into blackberries right yes, so that everyone was, was sure everyone was we knew that we were the thing and the people if we had the blackberry and you were official it was a statement yeah. and i remember that iphone came out literally maybe another month prior to after me getting the actual blackberry from the company and then issuing it as a regular standard device and then i'm looking at this young lady at a at a dinner table and she's just swiping through she's like let me look at my <laughs> Showing you up with your QWERTY keyboard, right? It didn't matter anymore. Yeah, and I had a world BlackBerry, and I thought I was really doing it that time. I was like, oh, I'm doing it. You were it. a couple weeks ago. I, yeah, and I found that I was very obsolete then. And I was like, oh, we have to get into the Apple ecosystem. And then that's when I really started diving into it further and started becoming that Apple fan guy okay. of looking at what that technology was doing because it was doing something that was very turnkey. It was easy to use. And it was just, it just had wow appeal. Talk to me about your killer apps. What kind of apps do you use on your Mac? Is it PowerPoint? Is it the Microsoft stack? I mean, we talked a little bit about the Microsoft operating system, but do you use Microsoft product on your Mac? Yes, I do. I use them all. PowerPoint, OneNote, Excel, you know, it's the, the marketer's dream. They're Sarté or what, what do we call that? Yeah. And so <laughs> what about accessories? Reason. Like, are you like, uh, are you Apple watched out? Are you in line for Vision Pro today? I mean, okay. Yeah, I do see it. Apple watched out. We have the iPhone. We have the iPad. Okay. We have, and I utilize them as the, the ecosystem. Even the AirPods Pro, they come very handy in the office because, you know, sometimes it's a very noisy background because we're in an open environment. Sure. So I'm able to just, you know, put it in noise canceling mode and I'm just in a world of my own. I can just really zone in. Additionally, being able to utilize the phone as an extension of the, um, the camera for, uh, the, uh, for the MacBook as well. Sure. Even here, when I'm at home, sometimes I will utilize my personal MacBook and my iPad and use it as an extension screen. So you are an Apple fan. Yeah, yeah. So I dive in. So I follow quite a few folks on the on that side. So when things come down, when new iOS is about to drop or an update, I'm usually checking out, oh, it's going to be able to do this, it's going to be able to do that, etc. And then I go around and play around with it. So definitely an early adopter. Excellent. My name is Bill Norris. I'm the Senior Apple Business Development Manager here on our SHI Apple team supporting our global business unit. Uh, I've been with SHI for, gosh, going on 19 years in June and been part of the SHI Apple team for six now. So you've got a lot of very high, you know, very complex organizations that you're you're working with them. But you said you just, you joined the Apple team half a dozen years ago, but how did you first get into Apple products and, and when was that? So 
on a personal basis, I probably around 2015, um, traditionally I was a PC user, but a lot of my friends had uh, Apple products, spoke very highly of them. I kind of started doing my own research in terms of what I valued in terms of uh, high performance from display in terms of looking at from a visual standpoint, from an end user productivity standpoint, already having like, uh, God, I feel so ancient. I already had an iPod. So just trying to diversify my personal user base in terms of what I was using and just really, it kind of opened up my eyes in terms of how much more efficient I could be on, on a personal level, right? In terms of having messages attached to where I could communicate with friends much easier. So kind of a whole different world opened up to me uh, on a personal standpoint when I started to use a, a 15-inch MacBook Pro in around 2015. So you've done the iPod, you've got the, you had the MacBook Pro. What Apple devices do you have in your home now? What do you use on a personal level now? Oh gosh, I'm fully outfitted. I sidecar or have a secondary monitor a lot of the times with an iPad Air, I should say. I have a HomePod for when we entertain for music. My wife and I, we, we leverage that in terms of adding some entertainment. I just binged for all mankind via Apple TV. And I love that because it has, instead of going to the various different applications on my uh, TV, I have everything centralized. So a lot of different devices that I can take advantage of uh, when working with uh, sidecarring with my iPad and then for entertainment purposes with my um HomePod and Apple TV. Okay, so that that sounds like you're pretty committed then now to the Apple ecosystem at home. When did you start using Apple in the office for, for work? So I transitioned over, I was supporting a retail customer in inside sales and helped to really bridge the gap between what was a, a challenging relationship between an Apple rep and an SHI rep. So that was around uh, heading into 2018 is when I first joined the team and started working with my Mac on a professional level. And it really, once again, kind of just allowed me to be more productive from a professional standpoint. I know I said I was productive and a lot of entertainment value from a personal purview, but uh, from a professional standpoint, able to collaborate with my uh, teammates in terms of just putting in messages whether we have a QBR or something coming up, I could put in my keynote or proverbial PowerPoint presentation and work with my counterparts that are both SHI and Apple Badge to make modifications. A lot of ease of use from a collaboration standpoint on a professional level in terms of uh, messages and sharing documentation and being able to just work together really efficiently and smoothly. Actually, that's an interesting point because a lot of people that we've talked to have been really thinking about using the Microsoft productivity suite on their Mac, but haven't actually had that, you know, that conversation about working with people who are using Apple and iWorks for their productivity. So yeah, so being able to move those, move documents between those two ecosystems is important in your role then. It's easy to just drop like literally just drop a uh, presentation there in terms of keynote or numbers. The other thing that I know from a professional standpoint is when I do have work travel, just the easy continuity of doing things, right? Like I can be in a hotel room right when I first start working on my Mac, but then say if there's travel that day and I need to head to the airport or something like that, I can easily pull out my iPad from a continuity standpoint, hop in an Uber, continue to work, field a call with, I forgot to mention personally and professionally, AirPods 
take a call with my AirPods if I need to. And then when boarding flights, right? Like usually I try to wrap things up before I'm boarding, but there's always a sense of urgency as I'm getting on a plane or whatever in terms of work travel. I can then continue on my iPhone that I have and finish up an email in terms of follow-up action items, right? Like a lot of times with travel, if I was on a PC, I'd be like, okay, I'll follow up with you tomorrow, next week, whenever it might be, but I can be much more impactful in terms of capturing in the moment conversation and continuity on my iPhone and take that email that I started on my iPad and finish it up and type it all out and send it on my iPhone. So that way the customer knows that I value their time and I'm immediately being impactful in terms of follow-up action items and scheduling the next steps in our uh, sales and workflow. Yeah, I think it's come up a number of times where people have talked about the fact that that ecosystem means you're not trying to work on a, a laptop on a plane where there isn't room to use it. Or in my case, when you accidentally forget and leave your laptop behind, at least you have the ability to continue working on your other devices. So, so yeah, that I can, can see, you know, particularly with business travel, that there is a huge benefit to being able to move seamlessly between them and, and using the most appropriate device for, for the, the situation that you're in. For me, it's definitely the productivity of everything. I know, there's those, while I'm a tremendous advocate of all Apple products, there's a lot of people that are blind allegiance to Apple, right? Like the, no matter what they release or launch, like they're always going to be behind it. Uh, while I do support the product, it's really not necessarily me being fanboy with blinders on. It's really the personal experience that I've had from a productivity standpoint, both personally, and professionally, that makes me be an advocate, right? And I think I'm reaping the benefits from a productivity standpoint that that makes me value it and want to cheerlead Apple so much. It's not necessarily just because there's sleek and nice marketing with cool, cool colors and the latest in entertainment and pop culture. It's more about how I can be more effective and impactful with my work and even with my family and friends when, when I'm not on the grind and taking to task all the things that I need to do. Yeah, well, it's, it certainly sounds like, you know, you've done your research and, and you're being objective about it. And that what's really important here is that actually it allows you to do your job better as well as because productivity isn't the only thing to measure. And it sounds like that you are better at your job as a result of the technology you're using. Yeah, just the collaboration piece in terms of being able to access my counterparts in a seamless fashion. I know I've said that a lot, but I mean, that's what I value the most. And that's why I really want to preach it because I think a lot of people could benefit from that seamless uh, continuity in terms of the Apple ecosystem. Name is Josh Dunsky. I've been with SHI almost 26 years now. Currently, I am responsible for our partner marketing strategy. So I work with a lot of our strategic partners and integrating them, integrating them into how we go to market and building you know, campaigns and plans and messaging with them. So... 26 years is a long time, Josh. I mean, how long has it been since you made the switch from Windows to a Mac machine? Because you're one of the original uh, SHIers with a Mac. Yeah, I think it was pretty early on. I mean, it was shortly after I got my first iPhone, right? So however long ago that goes, I mean, 15 years, somewhere around that, that okay. time. I mean, this, this goes back to when you were, you were starting to build up this new partnership called Apple. And nobody cared. And nobody cared. And, um, I've always been a fan of, of, of new technology and shiny things. And I think at that point, probably even still, so, you know, having a Mac was a little bit of a status symbol. So it was, it was certainly an ego boost to have one. 
And, you know, at the time you got the exception made and said, here, try this out, see how you like it. And I've really never, never went back. I don't think I've worked. I haven't worked on a PC since then. Is it just because you had friends in high places? Is it because of like your use case or how did, how did you even get on the exception list way back when? I think early on it was because I knew you and I had friends that were able to to get me one, right? We worked supporting all the hardware partners at the time. So we were able to, we were able to take advantages of things like that when we could. And the use case got built after that, Mm. right? It was a, it was a year or two before even the organization came back and said, Hey, we noticed you're using a Mac. Why? Like our standard is, is PC. And at the time, I was supporting a variety of, of OEM and ISV partners. And the use case I kind of made at that point was that. So the VMware's, the to, HP's, the Dell's. The HP's, all, all of them, yeah. yeah. So walking into a, 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 an HP meeting with a Dell raised flags, right? It was eyebrow. Why are you bringing that into our office? But for whatever reason, going in with an Apple device, with a Mac, didn't get that same response. It was less controversial. It was, like, it, it, it was less conflicting. And maybe at the time, because the PC guys didn't think of Mac as a threat to their business. Mm-hmm. There, was, there wasn't that same... It was, oh, you're a Mac user. You're one of those people. Mm-hmm. So it just it, it brought the guard down a little bit, mm-hmm. and it made it ease some of those, those issues. And then I also was meeting with lots of customers at the time. I was you know, in, in a role similar to you've been at times, right, where I would get brought in to help talk about our value prop for any of the partnerships that I supported. And I think it implied that I was maybe maybe more senior than I was, or I had more clout with an SHI than I did because at the time, Macs were for execs. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gave me that, that sense that, well, he's a Mac user, we should listen to him. I don't know why, but it just always seemed to be the case, but it also sparked a lot of conversation. Wow. I think it's it you, Josh. I don't know about, if it was the Mac. I think you have that ability I, uh, right to be yeah, in, in many rooms, yeah. but uh, I think the Mac gave you a, a, a bump up. What yeah. what use cases did customers see though with you bringing the Mac into their environment? A, a lot of it was how do you get the support for that? How are you able to use that in an organization? You're not in marketing. You're not a creative. You're not in the typical use cases. So it it did spark lots of conversations. It was also at the time where you know the the Apple portfolio was expanding too. So going in there with an iPad and taking handwritten notes on it and all of those things. It just became a conversation starter where people wanted to know how I was using it. So it, it became an icebreaker if nothing else, but it did lead to, you know, interesting. You're like, how, how do you do this in corporate America using windows based yeah. applications and still get the support you need? And your answer yeah. was it just works or what was your yeah. answer? Yeah. You I mean, a lot of, of it was, yeah, we certainly didn't. I mean, I think at that point, right, it, we, it wasn't fully an official choice at, at SHI. So there were some some workarounds and limitations and things that were a little bit more difficult. Extra steps that had to be taken, right? We had to have a Windows image put on it so we can access certain applications. All that now has gone away, right? Yeah. We've, we've now adopted it as a platform of choice. It's integrated into all of the other tools we have. It's managed the same way. So it's become even a better experience than it was before. I remember those early days of virtualizations. Do you still virtualize your Windows apps? No, it's not. Now, you know, it's not even on a standard image anymore. So everything runs native. And I think as we, as Microsoft modernized and updated their stuff and and like it became less of a Apple versus Mac thing, right? That productivity suite became became useful in native. So as M, as we adopted M365 and Teams and all of those platforms upgraded to become Mac, you know, OS kind of native, the experience is great. I don't, you know, I log on and do my job just like everybody else. Now. Yeah. Well, uh, look, at the end of the day, it's about being able to collaborate and work with whoever you need to work with. 
And those are the platforms of, you know, those are the platforms we've standardized on. It's a platforms that a lot of other organizations have. So to be able to just natively interact and not have to convert things from one file format to another is kind of what's necessary to do the, the type of work we do, working with a diverse set of people inside of SHI and with our partners and with customers. We have to be able to collaborate on on multiple platforms. And that's not a problem at all, working, working you know, exclusively on Mac and Apple products. Thank you very much to all of our guests today. Thanks to Kevin for being a fabulous co-host. And thank you to our listeners. If you want to know more or to listen to any previous episodes, please go to wegotyourmac.com where you can find not only the episodes, but all sorts of other information and resources to help you on your journey to adopting Mac and Scale, helping with your decision-making and understanding what it is you need to do to achieve the results that, that these users have talked about in making them more productive and more effective at work. We Got Your Mac is produced by SHI International, a trusted global provider of end-user computing, hybrid infrastructure, and cybersecurity solutions to many of the world's most demanding technology users. SHI has more than 20 years' experience helping private and public sector organizations adopt Apple technologies and is an authorized Apple reseller. To be the first to hear or watch new episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform and hit the notifications icon. Visit WeGotYourMac.com or SHI.com to solve what's next in delivering Mac at scale across your organization.